Welcome to Friends at Film Camp, the podcast where two friends gather by the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Ginny. And I'm Luke. Today we're talking about, wait, what is it called? Turning Red? Turning Red. Okay, I keep wanting to say Seeing Red. No, Turning Red. Turning Red is directed by Domi Shi with a screenplay by Julia Chow and Domi Shi. Uh, and stars Sandra Oh as the mom. I don't think the daughter, yeah, I don't think she's done anything else, so. But yeah, turning red. Were we fighting about this yesterday, or did I dream that we were fighting? We, well, we haven't had a fight. Okay, so I must have had a dream that we were fighting about this, uh, because I have, yes, Kiki, Okay, come down. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't know. Do we want to start with that? I have no idea what you're talking about, so it's hard for me to know. Do we want to start with what I dreamt we were fighting about? What did you dream we were fighting about? <laughs> the mom. Whatever you want. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. No. I can't start with that because I'll feel bad. First, I'm going to start with what I liked about the movie. Um, you didn't like the mom. No. I liked the beginning. Um, I liked the stylized aspects they did. Like, that were very girly and representative of sort of like, uh, I want to say overexcitement, but that's not exactly the right kind of word. But you know what I mean? So I really liked all of that. I thought that was really cute. Um, I wasn't, like, huge on her character design. I didn't think that much of it. But then, when we saw the design of the mom when she was a kid, like, the same age, I just thought she was, like, cooler looking. <laughs> like, and in terms of design. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, um, I also loved the climax of the movie. I thought the climax and the end were really good. So you thought it started strong and it ended strong. Yeah. And I didn't really like the middle. Okay. Also, okay, so first, also, while we're talking about good things, I do think it's really cool to talk about female puberty and growing up, and it's, like, kind of impressive to see Disney doing that. Um, I think it's really fun to have... Going to that building again? It's a fire ambulance. Um, I think it's impressive for uh Disney to like talk about this stuff. I like I, them talking about it. I do know that the directors have talked about that they. I don't know. They pro this part is speculation, but I know that they said they brought a much. They brought a much more aggressive. Uh, story to mm -hmm. Disney in mm -hmm. a lot of aspects uh, and this part's speculative but I think they did that knowing Disney no matter what they would bring would say you have to tone it down mm -hmm. because this feels like the tone they wanted the whole time yeah 
But like there was lines that they were like, you can't say that. Because when she was sitting on the stands, they wanted her to say damn. Mm. Are you a beaver? Because damn. What did she say? Uh, are you a triangle? Because you're a cute. Oh, okay. That I mean, that's cute. That is cute. <laughs> that's but, cute still. And that's just like the point, I think, is that they tried to get them to tone it down. Okay, no, that's fire. For the viewers still listening at home, right now we are reporting live from the scene of a fire. We've now seen three vehicles. Jinian, what do you have to say about this current development? Um, we know that there's an ongoing history at this building with yeah, the fire and paramedics yeah. being called regularly yeah. in the area. Currently, there seems to be activity of exploring. To, we can see witnesses trying to understand the view. We currently are having troubles getting a full aspect due to the blockage due from part in the sheer amount of trucks that have been called to the scene. So I like them talking about that. I think it's cute to have like a red panda um, in place of like puberty and periods and stuff like that. Um, and then I also really appreciated the focus of female friendship. Um, I don't think that's something we've seen a lot from Disney. Like I can't think of another movie where it's like this important. This is, I think, um, Pixar's second, maybe third mm -hmm. film with a female protagonist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I'm thinking of, like, Inside Out, you know, she had just That's moved. That's the third one. So, like, her being isolated was part of that, which is fine. Like, I don't think that's a negative to the story. I just think it's it's nice to see it, and it's nice to see it so highly valued. Like, her friendships... Like, she literally says that they're her most, like, important relationship, um, which then she ends up lying to her mom about because she doesn't want to hurt her feelings. But I think that that's so, like, genuine and cool to see. Mm -hmm. I've complained about this before, like, in Ella Enchanted and stuff, how, like, often female friendships are not treated as serious as they, like, actually are. Which they are deadly serious. <laughs> Well, and I think thing. this movie gets that right, which I really like. That's the thing. This group of friends felt very real mm -hmm. energy. Like, they're still animated characters, and they never go so real it's, like, boring. Mm -hmm. But, like, this, di their dynamics between each other all felt very real. Like, you had, like, the spunky one. You had kind of the mm -hmm. alternative edgy one. You had, like, the chill one. I did think it was weird that they had the one girl. Um, she, she was okay. This was weird to me. I think Abby. this was Abby. I think this was in the trailer too, because like when who's our main girl? Her first name is May Lynn. She also goes by May. Okay. Uh. So. Fuck, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, when May turns into a red panda, and then Abby goes, like, you're so fluffy. Do you remember this? She doesn't say you're so... She says something about that. She, she says, says like, you're cute or something. No, she, she says something specifically about being fluffy. And she is fluffy. I know, but the way she says it 
is an exact copy of no. this. Yes. No. Yes. I refuse. Yes. I deny this. It is. It's an exact copy of the second Despicable Me movie First of that one me. girl with the fucking stuffy of the thing and she goes it's so fl-, and it's in the trailer so i've seen it a thousand times and her character just seems exactly like that girl it was weird okay i don't think you went into this movie wanting much out of it no and i think that's what you got out of it what do no, you mean i don't think you were excited for this movie and i think yeah so I wasn't excited for the movie, but f- sometimes I'm just not excited for a movie, but I know I should be, you know? Well, I want to get to this right now. What? Because I like Sandra O oh as the mom, but I-, I understand the mom's character is intentionally frustrating as an overbearing mom. Mm-hmm. You hate the mom. Yeah. Clearly. I have big problems with her because she's either unbelievably stupid or unbelievably cruel and i don't like either of those options okay well let's do the thing thing that i know you're upset about which mm-hmm. is the red panda like when the daughter's freaking out mm-hmm. about red and you're you're like the mom should know this is the red panda that's not the big thing i'm upset about oh, you were upset about that i was upset about that because that is again her being stupid okay well, or I, cruel. Well, they do say that she thought she had more. To prioritize herself. Okay, but we've established that the panda is puberty. And so if she, if the... Well, you're if overthinking starts, that. I am not. If May starts freaking out and she goes, oh, she has her period, why would she think she had more time then before the panda showed up? Well, it, it's barely been a day. It's barely been a... If like, the panda's puberty and her period is here... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're making too much of a direct connection. You're reading too much into it. The movie, the panda's not literal puberty. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is it then? You just turn into a panda for a while. She said, I, I, my plan was I was going to keep a close eye on her and I would notice the signs and then I you're would over, like, no. You're overthinking so the direct connection. It's symbolism. You go on and on about how you love symbolism and representation and not being literal. The panda's not literal puberty. How do you know that? Because there's literal puberty in the movie. Uh-huh. But the panda is not liberal puberty. It's metaphorical puberty. Well, it's us. For us, we know it's puberty. Okay, but, but for she them, you're expresses over- that there should be signs. So what are the signs? If it's not literal puberty, is it sexuality? I don't know. I think it's supposed... My guess. This is my guess. And this is how I interpret it. And your interpretation is also valid if you want. I just don't... I think you're overthinking this to find a fraud, flaw that's not even the main thing i'm mad about okay then what are you, you mad about you brought that up as the main thing well, I'm that's mad because about. you said yesterday that was the main thing you were mad no, at I but did what not. are you mad at what she are you she humiliates her daughter twice for no good reason well, in front of a plethora of classmates which either is her being so stupid that she can't understand that that's what she's doing which i find hard to believe or she's so cruel that she's doing this as punishment well, she's not doing it cruel as punishment. Even if she wanted to infantilize her daughter so much that she's going to she's deny not... 
the fact that her daughter is old enough to have fantasies about people, she, as a human person who's lived in the world, would know that walking into a store full of kids her child's age. Well, see, there's and only putting, one kid. Putting drop. Hold on. There's not only one there's kid. There's one kid and then a bunch of adults. Okay, it's still bad. She gives him. She shows everyone there the drawings that her daughter did. Sexual draw. Like, this is obviously something that would be extremely embarrassing. Yes. Like, what is her justification for any of that behavior? Well,. In like, that's her, legitimately ridiculous. In her perspective, as a mother, an overbearing mother, mm-hmm. she is approaching a situation where she thinks he has put thoughts in her head rather than she just developing these thoughts because yes, I know. of the infantilization. So she has done the bad thing here. But this and is he still to cruel be- to her daughter as a way to go about it. What would your way of go about it be? If she was that mad, she should she could go over to him without her daughter, say, I need to talk to you, and bring him to the side, and then talk to him. Don't show an entire store full of people your child's sexual drawings, and don't scream well, at them sexual... making, like, a scene. Like, that's Well, sexual, I want to just overbear it. Sexual's a little bit of a strong ro- word. I'd say romantic. Yeah. Sexual means, is like... It's like implied that they're sexual, aren't they? No, I think they're just romantic. Okay. All I can tell is he's hugging her. Whichever. I'm just saying that for context. There mm-hmm. is a difference there. She just, she loses me. That's a cruel thing to do to your daughter. I know uh, of parents in, I've seen parents in my life do similar action. I think there is a genuine subgenre of parents. That's mm-hmm. probably not the right word. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It fits what I want to say. Yeah. There's a genuine subgenre of parents or grouping of parents that would do this sort of thing and not see it as cruel. Yeah. Like the type of parent that says or really feels they have to go beyond uh, what would be like beyond that reach like they have to take action they have to be bold yeah not but like they don't interpret it as cruel they interpret it as necessary yeah and i'm not saying it's right i agree with the fact it's not right i'm just saying that does happen so i'm not upset with them showing it in the film because Mm -hmm. i know of people that would do something similar yeah I get what you're saying. I guess it goes... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. <sighs> That's good to know. It's <sighs> it's so outside of, like, what I know. And to me, it's not seeing your child as, like, a person. And that is too far for me to then come back to being on the mom's side. Do you know what I mean? I... Like, to me, it's too far for me to keep sympathizing with the character so then it makes the movie kind of like harder for me but i do love it does make sense with the climax which is part of why i really enjoyed the climax where she goes like giant panda (laughs) she's like big and evil and scary (laughs) it's full kaiju moment yeah so it, it did work on that level i guess it just i don't know 
it upset me beyond what was reasonable for me to keep enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, that's fair. I just also, I think it's trying to show that real <sighs> element of overbearing parents that I agree with your point. I don't think when you're at this type of overbearing parent, mm-hmm. you see the child as a person yet. Yeah. You're still seeing them it's kind like of your more... child. This is a bad way to phrase it because it sounds more negative than I mean it to. Yeah. So I don't mean it as negative this way. But like, it's almost like a pet. It's like you have to do everything for them and protect them. Yeah. Like if someone was hurting our cat, you wouldn't he- you wouldn't hesitate for a second to like embarrass them and be like how dare you stop it (laughs) but like i think it's that type of passionate undefined love and not seeing them as transitioning from child to adult yeah that is being shown here but i understand it's like a it's intense and the (laughs) may like takes it she takes it hard too that's like the thing is that she blames herself which was also just like really upsetting and I just, like, I felt so bad because she felt so much shame and, like, for, like, having these feelings. And I was, like, upset about it. <laughs> yeah. But again, um, that's a real genre of parents. Okay. I believe you. But I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that was my big issue with the movie. Because um, that's, like, a lot of the tension in the middle. Um... Them doing, like, stuff, uh, like, making a little business uh, with, like, May being a panda. Oh, that's really cute. It reminded me of, have you ever seen Charlie Bartlett? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, It's this guy, like, um, he, he's from, like, a rich family and he's going to a public school and he kind of starts, like, a... Mm-hmm. therapy office like at the school like out of the school bathroom and he gets like drugs from his fancy psychiatrist because just like he'll say he has like adhd and the guy will like write him a prescription so he gets drugs that way and then like is like giving them out to kids but in like an altruistic way <laughs> like he's trying to be nice um anyway it just it reminded me a lot of that and i love I love the I love the trope of like making a business in the school bathroom. Yeah, I that was a nice thing about the movies. You didn't really see where it was going mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Uh, it was cute the way that they were like, we can market the red panda. Yeah. I could just see like a capitalist looking at this movie <laughs> and showing their kids and being like, this is why this is a true business venture. <laughs> you gotta sell your brand. Um, I also like the, uh, oh shoot, I knew where I was going with that. What were you talking about? Capitalism. (laughs) Although I cannot fathom the possibility that in a school that seems to be pretty small, Mm -hmm. maybe I didn't misread the size, but like, that does not look like it's that big of a school. And in Toronto, I feel like it'd be fairly big. The school they showed just didn't look that big, Mm. but... I could be big. They did have a security guard. Yeah. Big schools have those. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, my point being is I just think it was funny that somehow she was able to raise eight, like $700 yeah. worth. Like that's so much money. 
Um, and oh, kids funny. I also, I really like the, I really like the stakes in this movie being going to see a boy band. Like, I feel like that's just so, I don't know. It just, it really fits this movie. It's so, like, authentic to that time of life where, like, small things like that are so important. Like, they're the most important thing. Like, more important than, like, not being a giant panda, you know? Yes. And I did also like that she wanted to keep her panda. Mm-hmm. I really like that, too. Um, one thing I don't understand, though, and I don't think there's really an answer. It does confuse me, lore-wise. Why are the pandas big? Like, I don't get that. Why are they big? Yeah. Like, red pandas are really small. Oh, well, I think they just... If you turn into a small panda, it wouldn't be as much fun. Yeah, I figured that was why. I just want to know. I want a lore reason. Well, I'm sure you could look into the amount of emotional burden you have to carry uh, corresponds with the size of your panda. Mm-hmm. If you want a lore <gasps> reason. Also, because that's why the mom's was so big. Is she was carrying such a burden. You know what's funny about that? What? Okay, so near the end of the movie, um, after... so. May's mom goes all like kaiju and they have a whole battle. <laughs> and Which May totally kicks her mom's butt. <laughs> um they uh they like meet in the what did they call it? The veil? Is that what they called it? The veil? That's from a game I'm playing, never mind. What do they call it where they go? Where they can like do they do the whole panda trapping thing. Do they like call the spiritual it spiritual realm? Yeah. Is that what they call it? I think, uh, uh, I can, I think so. Uh, I can check. Okay. Astral plane. Oh, the astral plane. It's the astral plane. So they all go, they all like are in the astral plane together. Um, cause they all, they like did the ritual together. Cause everyone released their pandas to like defeat giant mom panda. Um, and May meets her mom, which I kind of mentioned earlier, because I really like the mom's design. Um, May meets her mom when her mom was, like, her age, and she's talking about how she hurt her mom. And the grandma had, like, a scar on her eyebrow. So we assume that the mom, like, turned into a panda and, like, scratched her mom at some point. Yes. You know what that reminded me of? Twilight. That's a thing in Twilight. One of the um, werewolf guys, he, like, turned into a werewolf close to his lady who he imprinted on. And he, like, scratched her. And it was, like, it was a whole drama. Oh, well. (laughs) I think the mom just got mad and scratched her mom. Yeah. Although, logistically speaking, if her panda was that big... And that was, like, she just had a little scar after that. Mm-hmm. That mom is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, logistically speaking, her mom is the size of, like, the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another thing that kind of stressed me out, which was, like, a joke in the movie, 
so it's fine like I'm not even that mad at the movie but like so after the mom she like destroys the theater and then they're like trying to raise money for it uh-huh. this is like a lot of money <laughs> like they, they're they're just like really in like debt or something I don't know I think that well no one knows it's them well then why are they raising money for well, it I think she feels bad like it's that moral like I destroyed it so we're just gonna donate it to them mm. As a charity to help mm. raise the funds. I, no one knows they have these powers because it was news. What was news? Like it was on the news when people saw her red panda for a second. Oh, yeah. And they were like, but no one knows it's her. So if no one knows it's her, no one knows it's any of them. Okay. That's what I assumed. But then like with the like money raising thing. I think I was it was like, just oh. the mom doing the right thing. Okay. Like, oh, <laughs> I destroyed the Sky Center. I also did like the um the boy band like singing to get the circle to work. Though I'm surprised that the boy band song would work for the circle. Well, they they said that. Did they? What do they say? The guy with the sword, like when he left, you know, the guy who runs the ritual. Yeah. He says any song would work, but your grandma's a traditionalist or oh, is old fashioned. Okay. So I didn't they know like that. that. So. He says, I prefer Tony Bennett, was the joke he <laughs> Okay, made. I must have missed that part. That makes sense. I thought that was cute. It's, and a, very, I liked... it's a very smart little line to set that up later. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, any song will work. Well, they need the boy band. Let's talk about that boy band. Because... I was going to say, I like the boy band. I think Phineas and Billie Eilish did a good job. I am surprised at how well Billie Eilish and Phineas were able to capture 2000s boy band energy. Yeah. I would have thought my first instinct in this type of situation would be we should they should have hired like actual the Backstreet Boys. Like Backstreet Boys or if some other group or maybe Boys, got like one of each group. That would be iconic. That would have been so fun. But maybe they don't sound like the age they need to sound anymore. Maybe. Because, like, all the people here are under 30, but mm. Backstreet Boys would be almost 50 by now. Yeah. It's true. They might not sound right. That mm. would have been fun, though. But I think also that would have been pandering to more people like my age and older who mm-hmm. were like alive when 2000s boy bands were were doing their thing and i guess true. rather than like the current like child audience yeah. so i guess it like depends which one they're going for more yeah well phineas got uh phineas and jordan fisher and the other three mm-hmm. who i don't know as well mm-hmm. like it's a it's a good boy band because it's like a very it's a very real boy band, except for they made it more diverse. I also, I like the joke that, like, there's five of them. <laughs> and only three of them have personalities. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was also a really... That was funny. <laughs> I mean, there's always the throwaway characters, like, in a boy band, you know? Usually there's one throwaway character. Yeah. Like, in One Direction, it was that one guy. <laughs> one guy you know the guy i think i know the guy he had short hair all the time yeah yeah that guy i don't know his name you need a throwaway guy it reminded me a lot of the uh the boy band from the pussycat dolls movie mm-hmm. i love that movie and i love that boy band i think they're the best boy band ever and they're like a fake boy band 
Like, I get Backdoor Lovers stuck in my head still all the time. And that song's like so, it's so dirty for, for a kid's movie. Like, they really took advantage of innuendo. She's my backdoor So I guess. Did you watch that movie with us? No. Pussycat Dolls? No. Okay, when we finish this, I want to show you the video of that song. Oh, it's yeah. not long. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Maybe. No. Yes. Maybe. You said okay. I said maybe. Hi, <sighs> Kiki. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've been talking a lot <laughs> about what I thought, like, which is I a little liked... complicated, but you really liked it? I just liked it. Like, it's it's fun. Now, for context, when I first watched this, yeah, I was like really sick that week. I don't. What was I sick with? I, like, I was just generally. It wasn't COVID, but it was. We not- know it wasn't COVID. Yeah, because we kept doing. We did so many tests that week. Yeah, it was like a flu or something. Though you were you were really sick. I was really sick, and I was just so tired of being sick. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I watched this because I'm like, I need something fun to do. And I watched it the morning it came out, mm-hmm. and I was like, that was fun. Mm-hmm. So maybe I had like. It's not nostalgia. It's not nostalgia. You just like watched it under good circumstances. Yeah. I'm gonna say I have I watched it under like a good circumstance. I wanted a good film and I got mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and so I was happy. Uh, you know, I had fun with it. Uh, I disagree with the discourse because a lot of people, like a shocking amount, have said that Disney needed this to be PG thirteen, and I'm like, I don't know why you would think. Like nothing in this film, I look at and I'm like, that needs to be thirteen. Yeah. Like, the romantic drawings are just her hugging a guy in a doodle. Yeah. That's about as far as it could get. And I've seen people be like, no, it's a symbol for, like, (sighs) other, like, sexual acts. I'm like, you're overthinking. Well, I do think that there is reference to things that are more mature, but that's fine. Like, PG-13 is, like, you can say... The F word. The F word. (laughs) You've already said the F word. I know. I don't know why I stopped. <laughs> I got scared. We only say we only get one. <laughs> but used... like, yeah, you could say the F word in PG thirteen. Like PG thirteen is pretty intense. Um, I think PG is fine. Here's it's... the problem. Here's the part of is... the problem, though. Yeah, is that we've messed up. I know Canada uses we've a different. Like, hold on. Shh. Canada uses a different rating system than the U.S., but we really go off the U.S. one. Okay, but. The thing is, is that we've pushed so many films that are really G mm-hmm. to PG mm-hmm. that now PG films mm-hmm. don't feel, films that actually need a PG rating yeah. don't feel like they fit there anymore. Yeah. Because like Frozen mm. is PG is PG rated. Yeah. That doesn't need to be PG. But like that's a G movie. Yeah. With one throwaway line. Yeah. Like about the size of feet. Or something. I agree. And that's the thing. This is a film that I really think is a PG <laughs> film. It's yeah. like Coraline. It's PG, but it uses the PG. Yeah. It's like, no, parents' guidance is suggested. Yeah. For younger viewers. But that's the thing. We've skewed the system mm. so much that now it's all messed up like that. Yeah. I think it's, like, it's also... (laughs) Structural barriers. I think it's also the thing with, like, with 
references or allusions to stuff that are more mature you know it's like jokes for adults in toy story or whatever you know it's for people who are gonna notice that stuff but kids aren't gonna recognize it so it's not it's not something that's it since it's not like direct and it's not explicit like they're they're either gonna be old enough to understand what's being said or they're not gonna know what it, they're talking about you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like it's not it's not like it's gonna like affect them negatively it's gonna go over their heads and it just doesn't go that far. It doesn't. But then again, I think it's because we've messed up how our rating scale is supposed to work. So that studios pushed barriers and then they have to now deal with consequences of of put working around the barriers they tried to already work around. I also want to mention, as Canadians, it is fun seeing a Pixar movie in Toronto. Oh, that was my favorite. Like, that was my favorite little thing about the movie. Above all else... It wasn't my favorite. It was just one thing I really liked. Was it's like, fun. like there's like little Canadian references. Yeah. I like the people on TikTok joking, Hey guys, did you know that they made that turning red city real? <laughs> like that's a real place. I'm like, Yeah, it is. When they use a Daisy Mart. Yeah. I've been to a Daisy Mart. <laughs> They're like the shittiest I convenience also liked stores. Her, like TTC pass. <laughs> I thought that was really cute where she was like, According to Toronto, I'm an adult. Oh, you know. I oh, thought that was cute. That was a really cute way for her to be like, I'm growing yeah. up. No, the me- I the opening of this movie was really good. I was really into it. Yeah, it's good. And this is the director is not very old or experienced. Mm-hmm. Like she's 30. Wow, yeah. And this is her first big film. She also did, and here's the thing. Here's how I had like a feeling. What? Because you remember that Pixar short bow. Yeah. That was her first film. Oh. And you I was the like the exact, only person who didn't like that. You you had the exact same issue, which is you thought there was cute moments, but yeah. you didn't like the mother and how the mother was. She ate her child. <laughs> you thought the mother was too <laughs> went too far to ever be redeemed. Yeah. You had the exact same problem with both. That's funny. And I'm just like <laughs> I thought about that after. I'm like, yeah. But no, I think she has a great distinctive voice in her mm-hmm. animation. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what she does next. Uh, she seems to be like in at Pixar. Yeah. Like she's like on the payroll uh, for everything because she helped with like Inside Out, Toy Story 4. Incredibles 2 a little uh, and she's part of the creative staff for a lot of stuff she did win the Oscar for Bow mm. not that you care you think it's the worst thing ever also this is the type of thing I like Pixar doing mm-hmm. I don't I know this is going to sound more negative because I like Stuff like Incredibles 2. I like it when Pixar does sequels to films that benefit from a sequel. Yeah. Have like a sequel ready. Like, I like Incredibles 2. That's a superhero family action. I like seeing the family develop. Wow. I liked the second one too. Okay. Did you not like Incredibles 2? I like Incredibles 2. I don't like it as a sequel. You know what I mean? 
Oh. Because at the beginning of the film, they regress everyone to what they were at the beginning of Incredibles. How so? Um, I like mean, they aren't allowed to use their powers in Hero again? Yeah. And with Violet, like, they undo all of her growth. With the dude she likes, they undo that. They okay, just undo a lot of stuff to start again. Um, and, like, I think in isolation, it's still a good movie. Just that kind of annoys me in, in context like, of a sequel. That's fair, but... Some of what Pixar has been doing lately, I'm kind of looking at like, mm, I don't know, Disney's like Disney's getting more franchisey. Yeah, Disney out of them, which I don't like. Okay. Like they're gonna make a movie this year called Lightyear. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Which is the, it's the movie that the Buzz Lightyear toy from Toy Story mm. is based on. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> is, it, is that going to be live action? No. Okay. It's a full Pixar animated movie about a t- bit that's the basis for the toy mm. in Toy Story. Interesting. Uh, it's like not a... I just... I look at that film and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Why? Although... But this is what I like. Pixar taking simple concepts and like having fun creative ideas with them. In a nice space. And having, like, an emotional arc at the end. Was Big Hero 6 Pixar? No. What was that? Animate. Disney animation. Okay. But Pixar is also Disney, is it not? Yes, but there's Walt Disney animation, and then there's Pixar. So, Walt Disney is most of the princess movies. Mm-hmm. And Encanto. Yeah. That's uh, Disney. Walt Disney. But Pixar, but Disney owns Pixar? They own them, but they're like separate things. Okay. They but they sep- do collaborate. No. They, they are they separate don't? studios with separate managers. Oh, okay. Wow. That, my hand hurts. That's confusing. Because I've Pixar is really mad right now because Disney keeps putting their films <laughs> on Disney Plus because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But they haven't put Walt Disney Animation on streaming as much Mm. now part of that's just the timing pixar and walt disney kind of have set dates Mm -hmm. and all of walt disney's dates happen to be when cases were low and pixar's were when they were all high yeah so it's just bad timing i think but pixar's really mad about it because they were like people are gonna watch our great movie on a phone and i'm like okay you're fine Also, this is the last thing I think we're going to talk about. Okay. But, and it's not a big deal. You, we had to go back to see it again. Oh! But, I am tired of this. And you are too. But I'm never going to stop bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Because it's relevant every time. Mm -hmm. I am tired of Disney and other studios trying to go halfway or offer little tidbits of... Oh, they might be gay here. Yeah. And then trying to take credit for it. Yeah. You don't get credit for two seconds of film that we had to go back to see. And all it is is two girls talking. Yes. If you want a real relationship, that's fine. That pissed me off. because you. And if you don't want credit for it, that's also fine. Yeah, but But Disney always wants credit. They're like, guys, look what we did. Aren't we cool? And it's like, no, you guys didn't even do anything. Like, they've done it here. They did it 
they had like a little more in the Eternals, but mm. not, not even that much. Well, the thing that is so annoying is we know that they're doing it in a way where they can be like, hey guys, look what we did. But then also for people who don't like gay people, they can be like, that doesn't mean anything. You know? You're like, what? You barely saw that. Yeah. <laughs> you still see her. I mean, like, just. Disney does not get to have their cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. They don't get credit for going halfway. No. They don't get credit for not even going halfway. Like halfway would be I, lovely. Yeah. Halfway would be something. <laughs> this is giving us a crumb Nothing. of a cake and being like, isn't that tasty and fulfilling? And we're like, I don't know. We didn't taste it because yeah. it was a crumb. And they're like, they want the credit. And Disney's in a lot of trouble for their homophobia right now. And why again? Because they give a lot of money to Florida politicians. Oh, yeah, the anti gay. You know what's cool about that? I heard recently that some teachers, um, because they've been told that they can't talk about like gender and stuff, um, have been doing that thing. There's a term for it, but it's where you follow the law so strictly that it shows how ridiculous it is. Work to rule. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we can't talk about gender or anything. So they've taken out like everything that refers to like a him or her or like Mr. and Mrs. And they're like, we're going to refer to everyone as they that like they're just like really going for it to show how stupid it is, which I just think is cool. Yes. Well, Disney has given hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars to these politicians Mm. who made these laws. Now they did it. Now they did it not necessarily because of those laws. They mostly did it to bribe the politicians. Yeah. So that they'd have favorable laws for Disneyland and Disney copyright. Yeah. Which are the two things Disney's most worried about. And of course keeping those and of course keeping those taxes nice and low. Disney has fucked copyright. Yes, I hate it. I would love to be able to just well, I want to say if I could change one law, it would be copyright law. It wouldn't. It would be something like Ed World Hunger. <laughs> like something actually substantive. That would be a bad way to have change one law. But I want them to change copyright law to make it better. Yeah. Because Disney is ruining it. Yeah. And they're letting them, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're bribing them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's why they did it. Yeah. But... They also gave a lot of money to all the people who did it. And then Disney was like, we're not going to tell them to stop. But what we are going to do is use our amazing films that can to continue our amazing representation of the community and create change that way. Yeah. And then everyone had to remind them, you mean the two seconds in Turning Red where she ha- is talking to another girl? That's your change? It's like, it's not. But Disney... Go all the way. Or, st- <laughs> or shut stop. up about it. <laughs> or stop talking about it. Yeah. Like, if you want to be homophobic, that's your business. I don't want you to. And I think it's a bad idea. But pick a lane. Yeah. And pick the right one, please. But you don't get credit for this anymore. You got credit for this once. Mm-hmm. You get credit for it once. But they do it every time because every time they know what they're doing. Every time they get the news articles uh-huh. where they're like, 
best representation. And every time they're like, it's the first Disney gig here. It's like you can't, you've had the first one. According to you. You, like, you haven't had the first one yet because you, you haven't had a name You of haven't relevance. had the first one, but according you, to you, you've had like five first ones. So that's enough out of you, Disney. Do better. Do better. So that concludes today's episode of Friends at Film Camp. We'll see you next time at the campfire.